Hi, welcome to MJT Law. This is our podcast. My name is Melanie Thorley and this is Christy Santana and we're solicitors at uh, MJT Law. Right, today I want to talk about workers' comp. Go on. <laughs> not Go really, on. It's, it's not an area of law that we do an awful lot of work in, mm. um, but it's a matter close to my heart as a business owner. So, I, and I was looking... Um, it's the dreaded term for every employer. I yeah, workers' compensation, work it's such, it's such a polarizing particular issue. Oh my issue. God. It's, I reckon it's got to be one of the most polarizing between employees and employers. Yeah, employers are like, oh, well, I just, you know, suck it up. And employees are like, well, I've got injured at work, I have a right to. And I'm not necessarily talking about the physical injuries. Yeah. I think, quite honestly, if you get physically injured at work for whatever reason, and maybe I'm not talking about paper cuts, but, you know, maybe a paper cut that gets infected and you lose your finger, maybe, but... Well, on, on a different subject, did you know that there is a, like 20% of people in America, like there's like 2,000 people die every year from stationary? <laughs> hang, like, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. It's like some crazy figure. So it's, <laughs> I'm just trying to think, it's got to not be paper cuts, right? I've, it's got to be... Uh, staples in the eye. <laughs> staples in the eye. So, <laughs> who's shooting the staples around the joint? I um, have no idea. But I came across these statistics years ago. What? <laughs> it was quite insane. I'm just trying to think of a single other stationary-related injury. Stationary. I don't know. Maybe a whole pile of... Um, Copy paper falls on you? I have no idea. Maybe it was just one singular large <laughs> event of, of stationery. <laughs> Two thousand people at the, uh, the at the paper at the paper storage and they're just kinda of all <laughs> But yeah, so uh, set aside the uh, the Absolutely. exorbitant number of deaths each year from from stationery, which is clearly a dangerous dangerous thing to have in, yeah. in, in the office. Um, so I'm not not necessarily talking about these like physical injuries, you know, at work. But CCH um, published something really recently about a bunch of work cover cases mm. and they all kind of really kind of tweaked my imagination. Socialising and dinner um, severed the connection with employment on a work trip. So this one was an injury fall at a hotel where the worker was staying while attending a work conference and it was decided that it wasn't compensatable um, because it was because of the duration between the work thing and what happened next. Apparently, there were eight hours of socialising after a day at the conference. So, when they say socialising, is that their political way of saying they were on the drink? I, I think they're on the source. Yeah, I think. I, I haven't read the case. Eight hours of socialising, <laughs> which right. is a lovely way of saying it, on a conference. Um, well, let's think about this. And he's taken a fall downstairs or something. <laughs> says severs the the right. And this is the, I, I really like this one because what what's happened here is we've got well conference finishes at what five o'clock. Y yeah, probably. And now we're at what three in the morning? Or, or what? what are we yeah, doing? hang on. What's the timeline here? Because <laughs> it's eight hours after. Yeah. So what's that? Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, one o'clock in the morning. What conference finishes like? For this to fall into a, a acceptable timeline, what conference finishes at 12? I have no idea, but to be fair, I was thinking about this. I uh, attended a Alpner conference mm. 
a few years ago when yeah. it was in Sydney and we had this dinner there mm. and it was one of these you know dress up dinners and I it was a Hawaiian theme it was all very fun it was very very fun it started at like six or seven o'clock we got our mains at about 9 30 and we got our desserts I left before we got dessert and I left at quarter to twelve so uh, I think there are possibilities where you could be doing something related to work and it still be part of the event. I mean, obviously, that's, this is not that, but it just tweaked my imagination. Like, you, you're, at, you're at work, you're at a work conference, and then what, you start drinking for eight hours? What's the deal here? <sighs> they just say dinner. Sorry, they say socialising and dinner. So they've gone out to dinner. So it's they've gone dinner out and drinks, but then it's drinks and drinks and drinks. Yeah, yeah. It's like um, going to the Gold Coast for a, for a bender. Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, this is just a work-sponsored bender, essentially. Oh, but um, you can see the problem here is, though, there are legitimate times when there is drinking and work in the same thing. Yes. For example, what you just said there. Yes. Yeah, or drinks after work, and it happens to be in the workplace. Yeah. Or happens. drinks after work, and it's next door. Happens all the time. Um, but where does it where does it finish? Like where where does work stop hmm. and and fun begin? Well, the question I've got is, what the hell is this employee doing, taking it all the way to court? Surely, at some point, as an adult, you take responsibility for your own actions. And we know that doesn't. If you're on an, we eight, know that's not. I mean, come on. If you're, a and when we talk universal about universal trade, when we talk about you know when work cover is useful, and when is it? Isn't this taking the piss as an employee? Of course it is. Yeah, you know, of course it is. It's, it's, um, <laughs> if you get on the drink too much and you fall down a set of stairs, oh, why are you blaming work? Well, because because you can. I'm sure he tried to blame the host, the, the hotel at the same time. <laughs> this probably Maybe. wasn't all. And they probably said, well, you should have cut me off hours ago. <laughs> and, I mean, he may have done this as some way of trying to defend against the fact that he's probably going to get fired. Wow, yeah. I think he'd be, I think he'd be looking to fire someone who got so drunk that they got injured on a work conference representing your company. But at what point does it come? Okay, let's take a different point of view then. I mean, I agree. I think, you know, the work, the, the worker who's gone on an eight-hour socialisation then blames work when they hurt themselves. I think that's excessive. I think that's really actually quite naughty. But surely as employers, we need to be more responsible about this. Why are we thinking that it's okay for our employees to be doing this? At the, what point should we be taking responsibility and telling people they're not allowed to do that. I mean, so, perf perfect world. Yeah. Perfect world. How do you defend against this? Um, well, you put a policy in place that says, mm. you know, blah, 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 drinking to excess is inappropriate while on work events, so on and so forth. And then you try to enforce it, obviously. The trouble is... That's all very reactive, Who's going to enforce that? Because... And for those of you that don't know, I actually don't drink alcohol and there's this weird thing in Australia that people don't trust people who don't drink alcohol, but let's set that weirdness aside. So I don't drink alcohol and I still go out there and have fun. What I don't understand is an employer who puts a policy in place that says, what, they're the fun police? The, do you know what I mean? It's like, uh, just, I don't know. Well, I, I actually think 
I actually think you, if this becomes an issue, I actually don't think I have too many issues with taking steps further. Yeah. Being more, less trusting, more prescriptive. Okay. Um, and I know you shouldn't treat adults as children. What, saying you're only allowed two drinks in the night and stuff like that? Is that where you're going with that? I am going somewhere similar. Mm. Um, and I kind of think back to what it's, a lot of high schools have this, where you are not, in this is school I mean, you are not to wear your uniform outside of the school. You are not to, ah. um, if you go to a party, which they already Don't say you shouldn't do. Don't wear your school tie. No, don't wear school bags, no ties, no hats, no nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, basically mm-hmm. sever all ties. Yeah, so from, we can't identify what school you're at when you've been a pork chop. They also do things like you're to leave the school grounds before, you know, 4.30, you know, like the linger, because they don't want you to be represented. Because, you know, if you're a kid out the front of school, chance are you from the kid from the school. You're getting up to mischief too. Um, so I think if it was such an issue... You could go things like you are to only have a certain amount of drinks. You are to leave the venue by a certain hour. Um, And then this is still all behind the capsules, you know, don't be drunk, don't be an idiot. Yeah, so we're we're talking about work events where Mm. a workplace will be able to dictate what you can and cannot do during that time. So you are being the fun police, but 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 it's for... You're there for work, you're not there for fun. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely am being the fun place. <laughs> Sorry. But we, we see this all the time. Yeah, I, I work agree. conferences. <laughs> th- there are two things that get us employment lawyers a lot of work. Oh, yes. Is work conferences and Christmas parties. Oh, yes. Um, Bless those Christmas and, I mean, parties. as great as we, you know, we're lawyers, you know, we like work, but uh, they are problems. They problem are events. mischief making events. Mischief making events. Mm. And if you don't want mischief, which most employers don't. Yeah. Um, yeah, especially you have to be the fun police. Especially if you have a workforce of say between twenty and thirty-five. Yeah, where yeah. everyone's just out there to have a good time. I know at this Alpner event there was there was discussion about there being an Alpner event in the Gold Coast, mm-hmm. and they're three-day events. Um, essentially, you can go sort of in the afternoon on day one, and then it's all day Tuesday, all day Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Well, so you know what I mean. Um, it's actually not on Tuesday, Wednesday, but you know what I mean. And Friday, uh, Saturday, Saturday. so yeah, so it's like Thursday, Thursday, Friday are the big days. Yeah. So you have your fancy dinner on the Thursday night, and but people look at them as a time to go. Oh, Gold Coast, excellent party! I'm like you're representing your employer. Yeah, they may well be paying for this. Mm. So, it's um Dudes. you're blurring the line so much by by doing these things and not making it abundantly clear that this is not an event to be having fun and i think it kind of goes towards we've spoken about this in the past in one of our last podcasts about what motivates employees to to continue working mm, mm. and i am personally and i think i've seen kind of stats to back this up People like to say that they the reason they stay is because of the environment. Nice. Right? Lovely place to work. But what they are really saying is that they don't want a negative environment, right? That's true. They don't want something that's toxic. Mm. That will kick people out of an mm. organization. Mm. But they're not staying there because they have a really a very positive environment. No. Yeah, I see um, what you mean. 
the the fact that you're providing all this fun i think is really down the list i think if you're mm. cracking down being a bit of a fun place i don't i can't see people running to the doors well this is it because there's not an expectation that your employer is going to be the fun party you no. know the, no. whatever the fun police opposite is you know the, no you're not the fun organizer do you know because workplace isn't about organizing parties no it's not mm. and so not doing it is not going to cause you dis distress in, no. in the workplace. Talking about employers, employees taking the piss when it comes to work cover, and look, uh, that might be a bit controversial. I don't know. This is it's a pretty common. Kind I've, of, I've got this kind of. Bit, I've got a list of things yeah. here. I just think it's hilarious. So this one is a shock redundancy um, was unreasonable management action. A worker would will be compensated for his major depressive episode, which he suffered when he found out that his job was redundant upon returning from long-term sick leave. So, I've not read any of these cases, by the way. All I've read is exactly what I've read out. So that's all I know. But I'm looking at this going, Jeez, that's what? That's opening the gates a little bit. We got, yeah, you've got what? You've got some guy who's been off sick for, what, forever? Mm. And then he's shocked that they've found another way to do his job? <laughs> what? And he's, he's trying, to, trying to say he's so distressed by it. By the fact he's been made redundant. And I'm, I'm going to stretch this out a bit. Mm. We've got, and I'm going to be super naughty here, yeah. I'm going to talk about pregnant woman. Ooh, okay, go. so a woman gets pregnant. She has, depending on the situation, they're normally entitled to take a year off, you know, unpaid yeah. leave. And in certain circumstances, it can be extended. Mm. And, uh, yeah, and nine months down the track after they've been off for, you know, nine months, uh, a business works out how to do that job without them mm. and they get made redundant. I mean, where's the shock there? No, I mean, we see it a lot. Um, and then I certainly have, I have some sympathy. Um, oh, look. <laughs> I, I certainly have some sympathy. Um, <laughs> sympathy. But. But a work cover claim? Claiming Maybe not a work of a Non-gender and redundancy because I'm on or, or or discrimination because I'm I'm on I'm I'm on leave. I mean, it's it's a touchy area. It is. Look, um, but I think I certainly have some sympathy. But I think it's it's an issue that I'm not sure has a solution. To be honest, um, I'm not certain you can have your cake and eat it. Um, and please don't write in a thousand letters about you know how you are able to have your career and be pregnant saying we know all the issues involved in this people oh, plenty of people do it successfully yeah. i mean that's 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 yeah, true i'm just talking about those but they businesses. also they also take a lot of kind of sacrifices and, yeah you know, they're, i'm they're just talking about these businesses mm. who who haven't replaced this person that they've figured out ways to do it without them and then nine months later they realize they're actually they can do it without the salary as well. Happy days. But this kind of extends to other things. I mean, a lot of people are scared to take sick leave for a very similar issue. Where, okay. Um, they might realise that their job is worthless. Either their job is worthless or they, they, <laughs> not nice they're not good at their job. Ah, yes. Yes, and we get an awful lot of clients coming to us when someone's away on yeah, holiday. How often is and that? realise that they've got up to mischief because they're doing the job. And they're doing that job for them and they go, hang on. Yeah, but those people deserve to be fired. Surely. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're talking about people who don't necessarily deserve to be fired, but find themselves without a job by circumstance. By pure, pure circumstance. Yeah. Um, yeah. By being long-term sick mm. or by being pregnant. And there are the females out there who take 
their year off. Absolutely, it's an absolute right. I'm not saying you, they yeah. shouldn't do it. Um, the business maybe goes through and, and leaves their job open. They come back, they get pregnant again maybe within eight or nine months. Mm. of. So we're now talking about 18 months from the first baby, which is not unheard of. And then they take another year off. I mean, at what point are you asking your employer to keep a job open which they might not need to keep open just because that employer is afraid of a discrimination claim? Well, don't you think this is more a problem with our social services rather than our, um, than our employment? I mean, someone, is, someone is, has to pay for all this to, you know, to kind of... But business is paying for it. And that's pr probably the problem is, should they be the one to be paying for it? Well, from a personal perspective, if the job is worth something and it exists, I've got a small business and I always say, and my team hear me say this a lot, um, every person in my small business is worth something. Mm. They're, they're all worth something because I wouldn't have the position if it didn't exist, you know, if it wasn't worth something. Yeah. So, you know, nobody's just a secretary, no one's just a this. Yeah, and you, I think you've always said this to us, um, is, uh, I think you even once got cranky at me where I said I was just something. Yeah. And it's, it's really good kind of yeah, and, and no one, for everyone no, out there. Don't ever call yourself or just accept that. others something just. Yeah, you don't, you don't, you're not paring down your position because you're an important person mm. in that business. Mm. Everybody's an important person in that business. So if, say, someone goes off work for a year and I get someone physically in to do that job and then that person comes back happy days but if i'm in a small business and i am going okay well let's just figure out how we can get around this for the next year mm. and then realize actually things are running smoothly and we don't need that role then that's just the way life is that's just how small business works i i can't comment i've never ran a very large business where there's lots and lots of teams and managers and you know yeah, lots yeah. of stuff going on. All I can comment is on how how I run my small business, but I just don't see that as discrimination. I don't see that no. as, and I don't understand why pregnant women complain about that because surely, I mean, I know they want their job to be there when they come back, and being pregnant is important, and so on and so forth. But what I understand the complaint. Well, I can tell I can tell you as someone who's in an age group where you know a lot of people I know are kind of. Thinking about it. Thinking about it. They're not there yet, but they're thinking about it. And I can tell you that for most women, this is absolutely on the front of their mind. Really? They're not ignorant about it. Right. Um, that they might lose their jobs if they get pregnant. Absolutely. And and their, their sort of career decisions at my age, which for a lot of people, my experience is thinking about what the next five to ten years looks like. We've kind of just started, maybe just under-established stuff in the industry or yeah. they happen to be in. And now they're thinking about kind of next steps about what your 30s might look like yeah how to how to get the whole package yeah um and i can tell you that it's absolutely in most most of their minds about for example um i know a girl who recently moved from a small business to mm. a large business took a pay cut mm. took a i'm going to call it a position cut mm. um mm. did some sort of lateral move that would lateral move which is not as her position is not as good as she was mm. but she absolutely did it because she knew that the small business simply wouldn't be able to support her, her children. through having having children um and it's, it's as i said it's absolutely not ignorant about it mm. um but 
Do you want to know my hot take on the whole situation? I think the the pay gap, the position gap, all of that sort of stuff would be absolutely rectified if we allowed men to take exactly the same amount of leave. Oh my god, I'm fully on board with this. I don't understand this concept that uh, that of these gender roles. The amount of women that I meet who say things like, "Oh, I would always." stay at home when my kid is sick yeah. I wouldn't expect dad to do that and I'm like why the hell not yeah. what the hell's wrong with this family that dad can't actually take some time off and it may very very well be because he didn't take time off when he was first oh. you know first kind of born or the child was first born um, and I suppose a sort of personal background to me so my mum was you know quite kind of high up in the position that she was when she had me she Worked the day I was born, mm -hmm. so she worked, had a meeting in the morning, mm -hmm. did a mm -hmm. final handover, had me in the afternoon. Yeah, it was all very scheduled, apparently. Yes, yes. Um, and she went back to work a month later. Right. right? Now that scene is quite, quite rapid. Yeah. It's but the only reason she was able to do that was because my dad was a business owner at the time, and he has ultimate flexibility right. about um, his work. So he, he took that he took he that traditional gender role of the mum. What he did was in his business, he hired someone that he knew to take his, his job for mm. like six months. Mm. Um, mm. So he gave himself maternity. Yeah, paternity. parental leave, yeah. Um, and that allowed it. But that, that wouldn't have happened if dad was not, let's say he was in a different position, he wasn't a, a But he could have just, I mean, here in Australia. If he had no leave, he has to either quits or, you know, what else was, if but, he was just a normal job. But you job. weren't in Australia for that, were you? No. He, no, so here in Australia, certainly these mm. days, um, all you have to do to get access to parental leave is to be the primary caregiver. You don't have to be the mum. Okay. You can give birth to the baby and get yourself back to work, you know, do the healing stage, mm. I, I, you know, whatever that looks like. But as long as, you know, the dad can just take all that time off. There's, there's okay. nothing yeah. stopping him from doing that. The, the legislation isn't prescriptive about, you know, that mm. it just says whoever's a primary caregiver whoever has care of the child and if dad is i don't understand it why i'm gonna get on a little bit of a soapbox here mm. i don't understand the gender role here why do i come across woman after woman after woman who say i would never you know ask dad to stay at home when the kid's sick what's wrong with that question what is wrong with the positive answer what is wrong with asking dad to take that role. I'm not even talking about stepping up because mm. it's not babysitting when it's your own kid. Yes. Yeah, just, just don't get my head around this. It's a tough one. Although. Uh, but is it a I, tough I, one? Why is it a tough one? Why is this hard? Well, because we're going against like thousands of years of kind of social norms. Yeah, but, but I actually think it's turning around a lot quicker than you think. <laughs> it's not turning around quick enough in my views. Well, look, it's not going to be. N not while either of us are alive. But the fact is. When I speak to my mates um, about it, none of them would turn a nose at being a stay-at-home dad. But maybe they're not turning their noses up. Maybe it's the mum who's creating this sort of flurry around needing to be around this sick child. And actually, it's not dad who's saying no. It's not. It's mum not giving the option. Oh, I mean, what, it could be both. What's wrong with the females here that they're not? They're not creating a, an environment where dad can actually be more involved in these things. Well, it's a social problem, and unfortunately, it does leak into employment. That's right. Like it, it, so, you know, women end up 
dealing with their careers in completely different ways to guys? Well, I, I think it, it like unfortunately probably be begins before they even have like that yeah. girl I just mentioned. Yeah, is a prime example. She has yeah. probably taken probably taken a backward step overall for a future goal that well, doesn't having, necessarily. And I am not really certain that a, a guy would have taken that same step. Like I don't think. Oh, I see I, what you mean. I'm not for example, taking. I that, wouldn't have done that. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking about my future. I know in the future I I can see children. I know in this particular role they're not going to like me to take six months off looking mm. after my own kid. And this is as a male. Yeah. Uh, therefore, I'm going to find a different position that's going to enable me to do that in the future. Yeah. I think you're right. I think people. It starts men, beginning. I mean, she's already kind of diverted from. Yeah. The, I actually, I think you're right. I think men aren't looking at it from that perspective. It just, it's just. But it always amazes me. Which is me. crazy though, because it's just, it's obviously equally yeah. in your future. I mean, it takes two but, to tango. But you see children in your future. No. Ooh. I don't know. Honestly. Mum and dad, please don't listen to this. I'm sure you. I've spoken to them about it. <laughs> They've, you know, mum said, "Oh, we're not having grandsons." said, "Mum, not in a very long time." It's, <laughs> We have a brother, right? I mean, he can have kids. He's the exact same as me. <laughs> as bad as each other. The, the decent side of line might just kind of die <laughs> off with us. Honestly, the more and more I think about it, the more and more I think. It's Maybe just, not. It's just such a. Financial drain. Oh, oh my god! And I'm, and I'm, a, maybe I'm too much of a steam oh, for something, but this is the reason why. Well, not this is the reason. Mm. Paul and I didn't have children because we didn't want them. We like each other too much. We didn't want anything to get in the way of our relationship. We were just too much into each other, uh. and we didn't see having children to be any way going to improve our lifestyles. And that's kind of where I am. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm we, not... and and I can tell you that I've had. An amazing life with my husband. Mm. We've been married almost 17 years. We absolutely adore each other. And, you know, we wake up every morning by saying, good morning, lover, lover. Mm. We, we go to bed every night by saying, good night, lover, lover. We, we have an amazing relationship. Now, I don't know what that would be like with children, but I can tell you that we didn't have children because we wanted to keep that relationship intact. And I, and, and so, yeah, I was, it's an insanely selfish decision but selfish is interesting. But yeah, who the hell gives a shit, right? <laughs> so it's my decision. It's, yeah, it's. Uh, I think there's enough people on earth. But I, I wanted, I wanted to be able to eat sweets while cooking. I wanted to be able to go. Oh, let's just go out to the shops right now. I uh, wanted, I wanted I, to be able. I haven't to, even thought about that. I wanted to be able to just. Yeah, I just wanted to be able to. <laughs> I like having KFC midweek. That's right. I, yeah. I like. I, I've forgotten that you're not I allowed like, to do that as a parent. That's right. I like snacking while I'm cooking. <laughs> You know, God, the... <laughs> I like staying up and watching stupid television shows without having to worry about the kids waking up. Oh you know, there, there is, there's, there's a lot of things I like to do that right. I know that you cannot do as a parent. Here I am just thinking about the big stuff. Like, oh, you know, I like, you know, I like going on big trips and stuff. No. I haven't even thought about the little yep. stuff. Yep, going out, getting a coffee, waking up at, you know, nine o'clock in the morning. Or not, as the case may be. <laughs> or just deciding on a whim that you're going to go down the Gold Coast for the day. You know, you know how long it takes to get kids together. Yeah, I like all those things. I like, uh, I like going to Paul. Let's have dinner tonight. Let's go out for dinner tonight. Or let's just, just the easy things in life. Let's get to work early. 
let's let's come home from work early let's you know without having to worry about picking up children or what's going on with school or you know going on holiday whenever we want not having to wait for school holidays and just just shit everyday shit i am <laughs> uh -oh. this is this is <laughs> i haven't even thought about these things honestly i have not even thought about all the little things i do in my life that i would never be able to do uh, um wouldn't better ride a motorbike around Yes, you know, no, I said to you the other day, I just went and rode down to the Byron Bay for the day. That's right. All no. day. I don't think I'd be able to get away with that. No. No, you wouldn't be able to ride a motorbike around because you'd have someone to take somewhere. 